Hello, welcome to Crying Dad Podcast, episode number three, with me, Scott Steele. Enjoy. Crying Dad. I'll be honest, starting this podcast, uh, it's a tough start. I'm sat here in a room and I can still smell the horrible shitty nappy I just changed about a half hour ago. Uh, Words can't describe the stinging sensation I have in my nostrils right now. It is horrific. There is... Is there a worse smell than human feces? I've got two dogs as well. And we had them before the kids. And I can pick up the dogs stuff, no bother. It doesn't really... You get used to it after a while and you just stick it in a bag, throw it in the bin, that's no bother. The human stuff, though, you... There's no preparation for that. Oh, God. It, I, it, it was a good half hour ago and there's still an, a, a mist. It's like the... The air's a different colour. It's that smelly. And it was just a regular old poop she did. There was no there was there was no runny one. I know this is lovely on the ears, me describing this. But that's what's on my mind right now. It's what's on my nose as well. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, and my daughter she's she's two and a half, so she's at that age where you're kind of trying to toilet trainer. It's not easy. Kids go at different ages and stuff with that. Um, I'm sure my son was a bit earlier. He, he was able to use the potty and then eventually the toilet as well. But uh, she knows when she's going and she knows what the potty is. She knows what the toilet is. But she is a bit more stubborn than he was, and she is not having it. I cannot wait until I've got a house where everyone can just use the toilet on their own. I'm going to throw a fucking nappy party. It is some... Oh, I'm sorry, it's still just a smell in here that's getting me. Human crap. Oh. And you... I've changed hundreds of them, but it, you're still... Every time you do it, you go, oh, here goes. Take a deep breath. What have we got? And you start to make like wee wishes in your head. You're thinking, oh, I hope it's a... I hope it's a solid one. But no. A squidgy wee number. And we used to have a nappy bin 
the, as soon as you had it, you could tie it up and put it in there, and then you spun it round in a, a the handle round in a circle, and it, it just kind of gathered them up, and the bags were sealed tight so the the smell couldn't escape. But we had to get rid of that because one of my dogs, I think she managed to figure out how to open it, and she loves eating up a shitty nappy. So if the smell of them is bad enough, imagine a dog's chewed through one and the remnants of it are all over a carpet. It's it's a magical time, this. The two dogs and two kids, man. I I spend way too much of my day dealing with poo. The only respite I get is when I actually go for one myself. Uh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's talk about what's been happening this week. Uh, well. The apocalypse, isn't it? What is going on? I think last week, aye, only a week ago, recording this thing, I was saying, I think we'll all be okay if we just follow the the measures that are being put in place. But it's really ramping up. It's it's weird because normally I would not get concerned or kind of caught up in any of the hype. But it's hard not to. It's everywhere. It's affecting everything. Like there's genuine talk of schools and universities closing. All uh, I'm recording this on Friday the thirteenth of March. So as of yesterday, the the Scottish government were saying that I think no no crowds of over five hundred people. So that's any football games or concerts or anything like that will be will be pulled. You, they're, they're banned, and and then you've got to think that we'll follow the same pattern as other places. Ireland just yesterday, the day before, said that schools and universities were off until I don't even know if they gave a date for going back. Um, aye, so it's kind of getting real. It is getting real. And the, the shops are going... Like, I think the bigger shops are having a bit of problems. Um, the bigger supermarkets are running out of stuff. And again, I, I said last week, if everyone just bought their normal amount of stuff, then we'll be fine. And I still... I do think that. But here's the problem. You've got people out there who are stockpiling everything. So... In order for me to be able to eat my normal amount or do my normal shop, I need to stockpile as well because they, they're they taking everything. So in order to... <laughs> you get annoyed at the people that are stockpiling stuff, but in order to get ahead of them, you need to do the same yourself. And I'll admit, when I went to the shops yesterday... 
I did buy a, an extra couple of packs of pasta and some tins of beans and other things just in case there is a scenario where say someone in the family get uh, has symptoms because I think now that they're, they're at the point where you don't even need to have the virus confirmed if you've just got some of the symptoms they're saying take no risk self-isolate for seven days or 14 days I can't remember so you just think of that just just in case someone in the house gets gets those symptoms and you can't go out you'll need to have stuff in so I bought like long life milk which I, I don't really drink milk anyway but I don't it's just for my, my daughter eats loads of cereal so it's mostly for her And I, 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 I could feel the panic as I was going around the shop when I was buying this stuff. You could see people... I mean, you don't obviously you don't know everyone that's in there shopping, but you assume when you see someone that's buying three or four big bags of rice that that's not their normal shopping amount. I'm sure there are some people that, that are, but... Uh, the food thing I can understand because obviously if you're if you're having to keep yourself in the house and not take not go out then you can't really you can't get food so that fair enough you know get some pasta get some stuff and you can keep in the freezer um, and just kind of ration it out like that but the the toilet paper thing I really I'm, how much toilet paper how much are they using? Because my wee boy's always shouting up when he's using the toilet, the, how, how many sheets am I supposed to use? I'm like, I don't really know. Four? Five? There's folk buying 80 rolls of toilet roll at a time. Just, like, surely if there's room in your house for that much, just... Surely you're better filling that way with food or tin, tinned food or tinned fruit and stuff that you can actually use if, you, if you're told to not leave the house. I mean, if, if you need to wipe your ass with half the amount of toilet paper, just do it. And then if there's... Sorry, this has been a pretty disgusting podcast so far. But if, if you run it, just... Jump in the shower. Use it like a bidet. Is that right? What bidet? Is it bidet? The friend that that thing you see on holiday with the like the you clean your rather than we don't really do that here, do we? I shouldn't. That's a cleanly. Aye, sure. That's a better. That's a cleaner way of doing it. If you got shit on your arm, you wouldn't just wipe it off with paper. You just water. So surely. Hmm. My bathroom's tiny. There's no way I'll get one of them fitted, but... Oh, maybe in the dream house, that's what I'll get. I'll get a, a, a bidet. A, bid, a bidet. Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, this, this has been a... a 
minging start. I apologise, but that that's what we're living in just now. We're, there, there's not a lot of good news going around. This corona thing is... It, it is definitely real, isn't it? I, like, I was... I was kind of bant off, like, ah, cause there's a lot of hype around this. It's it's not, it's just going to, it's going to fizzle out. But it's definitely not. And here's what kind of annoys me. See, the, the people that are on social media in particular, and they're like, like jumping up on their high horse, like, oh, look at all these idiots panicking. You're like... Aye, but they're, they can only go with what, if the government's telling them how serious this situation is and the, the news outlets are telling them how serious it is, you can't really blame people for getting into a bit of a panic. You can you can only just hope that there's a, a better plan out there for tackling this thing. But I I. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like that, like, oh, why is everyone panicking on this thing? But it's because they're they're being told to. So, ah, I see these dicks on Facebook and stuff just, like, saying, no, oh, do you not know that such and such kills more people? Aye, but there's tends to be cures for other things we, we, we know that the flu kills a lot of people every year, but there are, if you've had the flu, see, I had I had the flu within a few weeks, and I've got older relatives, like my gran, you wouldn't go and visit them for a while, you go, oh, I reckon I've still got the flu, or like a, a newborn baby, you're like, no, I had the flu, it's probably best that I don't go see them for a couple of weeks, so that I know the, the symptoms are away. There's also vaccines that elderly people and, and people... Uh, children in particular can take for things like the flu, whereas this thing is snuck up and the you don't know what to do with it. And again, these smart asses saying, "Oh yeah, but most people uh, survive it." Aye, that's right, that is correct. But there are also people that are that are dying. And I know they they had it's always underlying health problems, but if this thing wasn't there, then. People, these folk that are dying could have lived a wee bit longer, surely, because this thing has caused them to have those symptoms and then end up with pneumonia. And, aye, what's your dicks? There was a guy on Joe Rogan. Uh, I can't remember his title, but it was from America, and I think he he's one of the people that reports to the government regarding these the outbreaks of these kind of viruses and, and deadly diseases. And he, he, he's written a couple of books, I'm sure, so that were, they were well publicised on, on the Rogan podcast. I can't remember what they were. Uh, but basically, his point was that this thing is serious. It's... it's going to spread at a, a rapid rate. I think he, he was uh, generally talking about the American situation, but that it would it would spread 
quickly. And there was an interesting point you said. We all the all this stuff that's been coming out is that people it's mostly elderly people that are getting that are affected by this because their immune system is low. And he said, yes, that's true. But also, uh, there's a real problem with people that are, are out of shape, like like severely obese people because of their respiratory system isn't strong and also their immune system won't be great due to diet and, and so on, that they, they would also be under under threat. Uh, I think it was subtly having a go at fat American people but if he's saying that there then surely that's a pro- that would be a problem here as well because there's obese people everywhere I mean this that I, call, I, I live in Glasgow this I can guarantee you some if it's not just elderly folk it's folk that are out of shape this city's in real fucking trouble um, a joke, but it's, ah, it's I, th- I think everyone's in a panic because they really don't know. Other, I think the panic comes from the lack of reassurance from health officials and the government. Like no one's saying. There's a definite plan in place where here's how long we reckon it will take. There's none of that. It's very much a day-to-day thing. Uh, I don't know. There's, there seems to be like a kind of afternoon update. I assume they meet every day right now to, to see how many more confirmed cases there are. Um. So you can understand the panic that people are in. You really can understand it. Our, our noble leader in the UK, Boris, he's he's been as charming as ever. Um, even in moments like this, his his arrogance just oozes, <laughs> just oozes out, doesn't it? Uh, it's almost like he, he can't be seen to be in a state of panic. It's like. I think people would actually respect it more, or respect him more, if there was a wee bit more of a human there rather than just, oh no, we're working on it, we're not going to close the railways yet, we're not going to close schools, even though there are so many countries that are doing that. I'm sure the I read this morning, there's another large German city done it, I'm sure Holland is now on going that way as well, as a precaution. You know what I mean? There's no pride involved. It's just that the pessimist in me always just just thinks that guys like Boris and Trump, even when it comes to things like this, where we don't have a fucking clue how many people are going to be infected or die. The, the thing they are thinking of most is the economy. Of course the economy is going to be hit. It, I don't... Maybe I'm, I'm being too too negative with this and thinking that he's... He, he, he's worried about big businesses more than he's 
worried about vulnerable people dying. And uh, I'll give him like maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt and just see he's trying to hold off and maybe maybe he's got a, a better plan than I'm giving him credit for. But as, I mean, aside from all the health stuff, there's there's going to need to be things put in place for all the people that are losing money, and and I'm sure Italy have stopped or put a halt on mortgage payments and things, so that people that aren't paid whilst they're in the house at least have that comfort that they won't lose their home due to not being able to pay their mortgage. You've got to assume that these these things would have to be in place in the government here. But some people will be fortunate and they'll just be paid whilst they're off, but I know people that the if they're not at work they get sixty pounds a week or something like that. And that just that that'll cover food, if that. It will not you'll not be able to pay your bills. So you've got to hope that there'll be if if this thing does go that way and we're we're asked to uh not go to public events or uh, pubs, restaurants, clubs and things are all shut down temporarily, uh, that there would be emergency overdrafts or zero percent loans or something in place by the government to help people out. Cause Otherwise, there it'll be fucking hell. What happened? Be nothing left because it's even successful businesses, the the big airlines and things who already make billions. Who was it? Was it Flybe last week? They went under. Obviously, they were probably in trouble, but you can see what even a couple of weeks does. Nah, it's a bit worrying. It's a wee bit worrying. And you feel bad for people. Obviously, you, you feel bad, for, firstly, for those people that are going to lose their lives or, or the families and friends of those of people that are, that are going to lose their lives. But then there's, there's the underlying part that the people that could lose their livelihood. So I would hope that that's part of Boris's plan. It's times like this we actually find out what can the government suddenly afford. Aye, when the banks went up the shutter. When was that? 2009 or something? And we bailed... The government was able to bail them out with billions. Well, this is worse. So surely there'll be... There should be billions made available to everyday people who can't af- can't afford to live because they're not able to go to work out of absolutely no fault of their own. That'll be something interesting that comes out of this. What what are the what kind of resources do the government actually have to help people here? Oh, and, oh see the other thing that needs to stop. See the it's it's predominantly bad on Facebook. Occasionally you'll get some one sent to you on WhatsApp. See the daft 
jokes to do with Corona. Oh, I just... Oh, I'll give it a rest. Give it a rest. There's one going about the now about... Is it a gif or a meme? I don't know the difference between a gif and a meme. But there's a person with a box, a Corona beer. And the whatever the joke is about some having a case of Corona. And then, oh, just give it a rest. It's no funny. Fucking hell. Anyway, is that nice? <laughs> is that nice been happening? Uh, all we did, we went out for dinner. My wife's dinner on... Uh, the wife's dinner. The wife's birthday on Saturday. We went to the fancy restaurant, Six by Nico in Glasgow. It was great. It was the Alps theme. And I can't remember everything that was on it, but... The the best thing I had was the salmon thing. And all, all of it looks really tiny. But so when you when you when your first gorgs come out, you finish it within a minute. If you look around and someone's had their plate in front of them for more than a few minutes and they're still eating, I, I really don't know what they're doing because it's it's tiny. It's like the size of one finger. But you get six courses, so you are, you're not stuffed by the end, but you're like satisfied. You've had enough food. Uh, my favourite part was a salmon, and I can't remember. It had loads of different ingredients on it, and it was absolutely delicious. It was kind of, it was, there wasn't it cooked. And it was like a big, like a wee slab of it. So it wasn't, is it smoked salmon? This is the kind of thin stuff that's not cooked. So it was like, like that, like not cooked like that, but it was like a slab of it. So I don't, I'm sure there'll be a fancy word for it. Um, and I'm not a great fish lover, but this thing was fucking delicious. I could have eaten that. I could have eaten that six times. No problem at all. Since it was our, our birthday, we got a, a bottle of wine with it. And it's, we're not fancy people. So see when they bring the wine over and they're like, do you want to taste it? I could tell they just looked at us and they were saying those words just for, because they have to. They knew there was no way we were tasting that and saying, nah, don't like it. it I've never actually seen that happen in person. I used to work as a waiter and we would ask people do they want to taste it and occasionally occasionally someone would have a little taste a little sniff but I have never ever seen someone going mm, no it's not it's not quite right how much a knob would you need to be to actually do that like pick out the menu you know how much it costs it's it, they'll give you all the bullshit with it, but what area of Italy it was plucked from, I don't know. You you have to be a gigantic arsehole 
to take a good sniff of it. Take a sip and then go, nope. And then what did, what happens after that? Because obviously they've, they've taken the cork out. What? I've never thought that. What did they do with it? See if someone actually sends, says, no, we can't have that. Do they... Surely they would still need to pay for it. It's not, it's not the restaurant's fault that you you think it's not quite... Is that Do they do it if they don't like it or do they do it in case it's like going off or something? I don't know. Because surely that's a bit dicky. If, if you're able to do that and take a wee taste and then go, nah, I'm fine. And then the restaurant's down 20 quid or whatever. 20 quid, there's no... Aye, that's the other thing with wine. I drink wine in the house, right? We are all aware of how much it costs. So if I go to my local shop, I can get... It's not whatever one's on special, I'll be honest with you. It's four or five quid, six quid. If it's a special occasion, seven pound. But you can... I've been to restaurants or bars and can see the same bottle. That I'm, so if I'm buying it for six pound, the shop's definitely buying it for, don't know, say three pound, so they're making profit. So that three pound that they're spending, they, they'll sell that 19 quid, 20 quid. I do like wine though. <laughs> you wouldn't do that with beer, would you? Another three pints of Amstel. Would you like to sip them first, sir? Get your fucking nose in about it like Santa Claus. Nah, it was rubbish. Take it back. Ah, stuff like that pisses me off. Not a big fan. This week's I'm not a big fan. Uh, obviously, all the coronavirus stuff, but I'd said before that not a big fan was, wasn't always going to be something big and dramatic, and that probably is too important to put into this section. So, kind of carrying on from earlier, from what I said about people who drink wine, the not a big fan thing for this week is... Like these pretentious bars or, or the people that buy into it all. Like the, the the fucking wine sniffers or gin. Gin is gin and uh what do you call them? Like craft beer. These are the work like really? See, when I go into somewhere for a pint, love having a pint of lager, or just regular beer, see when it is full of fucking coriander and bits of radiator pipe and just, what they're, they're putting stuff in to something that doesn't need fixed. Like, it doesn't need to be messed with. 
alcohol's already brilliant. Just, just serve it well, and then that's it. Like there, there's no, no more messing needs done. On Saturday after we'd been for a dinner, we uh, went across the street. I won't name the bar, <laughs> as if I've got some kind of big following that's going to boycott the place or anything. But it was in the West End of Glasgow, which some places tend to think they're fancier than they are. So we walk in, and it's a a lovely place with a fireplace and kind of nice ambiance. So we get a nice seat at the, the, the stools at the bar was good it was busy so that was just luck that we managed to get them and the uh, we're looking around because we we'd had some wine but both my wife and myself we if we're out we, we tend to if i've had dinner and things just enjoy a beer or occasionally she'll get a cider uh, we're not really cocktail drinkers or anything like that only very occasionally but we just wanted a, a a couple of pints, it's the West End, so you know you're going to pay more for it. So the the bartender guy, obviously it's the West End, this guy was hipstered up to his arse, he had the short sleeve shirt with 200 tattoos that had no relevance to each other, a terrible moustache and glasses like John Lennon, just knob 10 out of 10, this guy. Um, and he handed us the the menus for the drinks, and we just we looked at it, and it was fine. We looked at some of the the cocktails and stuff, but we we're just like, you know what? We just fancy. Do you want a beer? And she said aye, and I, I was like, ah, all the same. So when he when he came back over, we just said, can we have two pints of a Mena Bria? I think they sold. I'm not sure if that's. I'm not sure what country that's from, but it's it's a nice beer. Really nice. So we ordered two pints of that. And see the look of... I don't know if it was disgust. It was more like disappointment. Because he was like, oh, all right. And he, like, <laughs> he took these menus back so fast. And like a, like a huffy way. As in, I suppose I can do that for you. And you're, like, nor- see, normally, I'm, uh, I'm well up for... for people that work in these industries for like giving them a tip and stuff and I think I still did maybe give him a, a pound or that but because you, you don't know he might have just been in a bad mood but or it could have just been a bit of a dick because I saw him after he'd given us our pints and they paid for them uh, some others other people that the place was rammed so some other people had ordered cocktails and you could see when he was making them he was just in his complete element. He would... See when they put them in that shaker thing, that silver shaker, and they just go mad. He... He must have... When he was shaking these cocktails, he must have been going for a good 30 seconds. There's no way that when he put that gin and tonic in that fucking metal tube that it needed... 30 seconds or a minute's worth of shaking. There's no way. And then depending on what drink it was, the, the ice cubes were a different shape. 
and all this kind of stuff. And you know what? All that's fine. All that's fine if that's what you're into. But don't... Don't be a dick to someone that's not into that. We were happy being there. It was a nice atmosphere. We were paying money. Um, but it, it just seemed like that this guy one loved showing off his drink making abilities, and it you know what they they all looked lovely, and I'm sure they tasted delicious. But my problem with cocktails is I'll, I'll they just taste like juice to me, and I'll just. He'll put he'll put more time and effort into it than I will drinking it. This guy would spend longer shaking this thing, and I don't know, messing about with kiwis and stuff, and all. And I would just drink it in two minutes, so it's lost on me, and that's fine. That is lost on me. But don't make me feel like a dick because I'm no into that. Because I don't want a frothy espresso martini with extra pineapple. Like, you're fine to be who you are, but don't be a dick to others just because they don't share your opinions on fucking tequila. Other than that, it was lovely. I'll probably be back again. I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan this week of the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp. Well, it's not just been this week. I'm just a, a, a fan of the guy. Uh, I'm not a Liverpool supporter, but... I think him as a, a person, I find him very entertaining. I'm a football fan, so I I know how talented he is as a manager. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a funny he is a funny guy, a genuinely funny guy. He with all the coronavirus stuff, there was a a video came out of when the when the footballs come out on in the pitch and they come out the tunnel, quite often fans will like lean over to try and get a high five or try and get a selfie, and people had all been told, please, please don't do any of this um, for yourself for the protection of everyone involved. Try not to do that, and there were still people doing it. And, then, <laughs> and even though there were his own supporters, they had a right go at these people that were hanging over the side trying to get a high five, and he just went. In at them, and it was just refreshing because you normally football managers are kind of tiptoe around and they they try and uh, do everything right, you know, don't offend anyone or keep everyone on inside. But obviously, his his true character came out, and it was just like, "What are you doing?" And I think I think he actually called them fucking idiots. And I mean, it's probably just people getting overexcited because they want a high five off the players and manager. But I think they—he was doing that. I think he was angry because they'd all been well warned that that there wouldn't be any selfies or anything like that taken with anyone, just for everyone's protection. Um, but also during his 
press conference. I don't know if it was before or after the Atletico Madrid game where they got beat. Uh, they they got beat. He there was people asking him about coronavirus, and you could just see that, like his face changed when because he was getting asked questions about the game and and players being injured and what everything else and, and then someone asked him about coronavirus and it made me smile because it, it it was a it was refreshing to see what he did he basically shot the the journalist down he's like what why are you asking me about coronavirus i haven't got a clue I do what I'm told by the government or the, the I follow their guidelines. I, I'm all I do is football. This isn't what if, what can I tell you? What can I say that would actually make sense? Why are you lot asking me about this? They've said that there can we're allowed to have a crowd, so we're having a crowd. If we're not going to have anyone at the game, then we're not going to have any. That's out, and it's true. I think quite often people they see these people in the media like football managers or singers or anyone in that in that kind of fame and assume that they have answers or, or assume that they they have some kind of wisdom when the reality is he's he's a football manager. Just leave him to do that. So it was nice to actually see him doing that rather than rather than getting into something about it. It was just very frank about it and just, you know, I don't have a clue. Why are you asking me about coronavirus? So Jurgen Klopp, you and your massive horse teeth are fantastic. Don't change God when they that's the only that's the other thing. This coronavirus with the Premier League being off. They don't know when the season's going to finish, so Liverpool are going to win that league, but who knows when? They will be absolutely gutted if they win it in a game that's played behind closed doors. Can you imagine that? You win the league and there's not a single fan in the stadium. Oh, they will be absolutely raging about that. Anyway, Jürgen, uh, more people should be like that. If you don't know things, say you don't know. Don't make shit up. Anyway, that is episode three coming to a close. Hopefully, uh, there'll be another one. We won't all be in some kind of Mad Max apocalypse situation. If we are, then it'll probably make a more interesting podcast, so I'll just record it anyway. Uh, I assume that this point next week, I've got to assume that we'll be in some kind of self-isolation period where... That's the way it's heading. I will be very surprised if this time next week we are all still carrying on as normal. Uh, please listen to to this again for episode four, which will be coming out. And see you after. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, tell more people.